Thank you for joining me for another episode of Notes by Kaya the podcast. If this is your first time here, my name is Kaya and I am a licensed clinical social worker, therapist, children's mental health advocate, and obviously your podcast host. So this podcast was created to foster healthy minds and children by the interaction through the interactions of adults. And today, that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, Every single moment counts. And I say it all the time that mindful parenting is thinking beyond today, thinking beyond right now, and thinking of what impact it might have later as you're interacting with your child So I'm just going to tell you three quick ways that your interactions with your child can impact them both now and in the future. So the first thing to acknowledge is that every moment does count, but you never really know which moments are going to have the most impact, right? So there are some things that you might think, oh, that definitely had an impact. And they're like, oh, you know, whatever. And then some things are like, that could have mattered. And it matters the most. And I by no means have the expectation for you all to parent and teach in perfect ways every time. But just want you to consider how it might affect your relationship. So the first thing is it will either build or break trust. And by that, I mean the trust that they have with you, the ability or inability to trust themselves and their own decisions, as well as trusting others. And by that, I mean romantic relationships in the future, friendships that they have right now, supervisors, coworkers, all of that, because it does have an impact on that. Um, You know that I am not ashamed to be open with you all and tell you about my experiences. I definitely have trouble with trusting myself and others. And it comes through little things like do your parents come through when they say they're going to come through? Do they tell you, oh yeah, we're going to go to this place and then you don't go. Now, I understand that things happen. But it is also in the way that you explain it to your child and make sure that you're having that conversation with them. Don't just leave them in the dark. So sitting them down and having a conversation like, hey, I know that we have planned to go to the zoo today, but it's raining outside. So a couple things will happen. One, you will probably get sick from walking around in the rain. And I know... That might not mean much to you, but I love when you're healthy and able to be up and playing with me. So I can't risk you getting sick. Number two, the animals will not be out today because of the rain. Now, I really want to see the animals, don't you? They're going to say yes. So I would like for us to go on a different day so that you get a chance to see the animals. But here's what we can do. We can play zoo in the house. I want you to get all your stuffed animals and 
you can be the zookeeper. Take me on a tour of your own zoo. Something of that nature. Now, that is more so for younger kids, obviously, but um, for sure, even with your older kids, having a conversation with them just about why something is not happening and try your best to make up for it. And also making sure that it's not happening like what seems to be all the time. And even while you're trying to correct this disappointment, um, make sure that you're not making promises that you can't keep. Not saying, oh, we'll go tomorrow because that might not be realistic. We will figure out another day to go, but don't keep them waiting for forever. And now it's been six months and you still haven't been back to the zoo. For a child, your words hold a lot of weight. Um, I was watching the new show on Netflix, Made, and it is a phenomenal show from so many different aspects. But I will put this in here. Take care of yourself while you're watching that show. I know that I noticed for me that my mood was shifting. I was kind of more in a funk and I had to know when to, okay, let me pause this. Only take in so much at a time, take care of myself, go eat, walk around, go outside, and maybe watch another show that's not quite as hard to take in, and then I can go back to it later. But one thing that she said when it was Thanksgiving, the dads, she had already planned to not be with her child. The child was going to be with the dad, and she was going to go work on Thanksgiving day. And the child had already known this, that this is going to be the arrangement. And the dad says, well, you can come on Thanksgiving if you want. And she said, I don't want to confuse her about my mommy words. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that so much. Because even though it seems really small, and yes, she would be excited that my mom showed up, but it's also like, I thought you weren't coming. And so it confuses them on, okay, what can I believe? What can I not believe? Now, as adults, we know that things change, things happen, but doing what you can to keep that trust, to build that trust, and make sure that they know when you say something It is bond. There are a lot of people in the world that are going to lie to them, that lie to us every day about things they're going to do, all of that. But when it comes to you, they should know what to expect and that you won't be one of those people. So because I am also addressing teachers now, this goes for you as well. Don't promise your kids, your students, things in your classroom that you know you cannot come through on or that you're not sure of. So that means if you have plans for something, checking with your admin, double checking everything before you make those promises because kids get hurt really easily because they believe everything you say. They have not yet built up what we have, which is, yeah, okay, I hear you, but... (laughs) I am going to take this with a grain of salt. And if you do it, you do it. If not, I'll be okay. So with that, because we also don't want to set our kids up for failure, is talking to them and explaining to them the world around them and things like that. Not in a way to scare them, 
but you know being there for them when someone else breaks their promise and they're coming to you like mom they said that they were going to do this and they didn't being understanding and being there for them in that moment rather than you know bashing them or making excuses but just being there for those emotions number two is healthy or unhealthy relationships and this is a little bit twofold so number one is that we re- we learn how relations should be and function not only from the interactions or lack of between our parents but also the interactions our parents and teachers have with us so as we're growing up a lot of times we are able to easily connect oh well I saw my parents fight all the time so that's how I learned that romantic partners interact with each other it is usually pretty easy for us to identify and connect with the fact that the way that my parents interacted with each other is how I learned that a romantic relationship should go, right? Um, we see it all the time. Oh, my parents fought all the time. They didn't know how to communicate with each other. And so that is where I got that example from. I didn't really learn from watching them. Um, however, also the interactions that you have with your children has a major impact as well. So once again, I'll give a personal example that for me, I often felt like I wasn't being heard and understood. That for sure has been taken into my relationship. Also not feeling like I could really be 100% honest that there was always going to be a consequence. Um, Because even as I got older, and I think I've shared a couple of those stories with you all, but when I thought the best possible thing was to just be honest, then being punished for that and all the different consequences that came with it. Now, not saying that just because they're honest that there's no consequence, but a lot of times it was unwarranted or a bigger consequence than was really necessary. Um, And so then what do you think I learned? That I have to do what I can to protect myself. Um, In our household, me and my siblings didn't really get a lot of choices. So now all three of us struggle, the girls, I don't think my brother struggles quite as much, but for the girls, we all struggle with decision making and being able to trust ourselves and what we want and the choices that we make for ourselves. Two of us own businesses and being able to trust that we know what's best for our business and not always taking so much in from other people and using that as gold, but going with our gut because what we have learned in childhood is that that cannot be trusted. Healthy or unhealthy relationships and what we view as healthy or unhealthy starts in the home. It also starts in school or school has an impact as well. So for teachers, how you speak to them, um, how you exert your authority and your power in the classroom, that has a major impact as well and will also impact the way that your students show up in your classroom and how much respect you get 
while you are teaching and while you are interacting with your students. The last one is self-conscious or having self-esteem. Um, I truly believe that all of us are born with a very high level of self-esteem. But as we grow and get older and hear the opinions of others, it can increase or disseminate. <laughs> it can reduce. So you may see a toddler or a young child with a lot of confidence and they're just so happy about life. They have this beaming personality. But as adults make comments and remarks about that personality or other traits, you will begin to see that die. Now, some people are shy, but this has nothing to do with whether you are shy or outgoing, introverted, or extroverted. This is about being confident in your quality, skills, abilities as yourself and the way that adults shift that. Um, a child may be shy, but really good at playing an instrument. Um, if they are encouraged to play that instrument and that is invested in to become a skill, their self-esteem increases and it will grow. Um, on the same token, if the child is made fun of and always told how bad it sounds, their self-esteem will go down. Now, there are those rare children that I've seen that they're like, I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of times I've seen that more so in school because the parents at home have really um, built that in them or they were just born like that. But a lot of times what happens is their self-esteem goes down. I was listening to The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown, which is awesome. I listened to it uh, via Audible and this episode is not sponsored by them but I've been reading a lot of books lately so might have to get y'all a discount code or something but um, she spoke about children and their art and how in school art is judged it is graded and she's like how do you even do that and she spoke about how her daughter loved art and was very passionate about it. And she used all these wild colors. She spoke specifically about this horse that was like purple polka dots or something like that. And, you know, while she was very young, she was very confident in her art and how she and her husband really made it a point to celebrate them and their art and post it and all of that and not criticize it. But then she got to school in about third or fourth grade and the teacher is like, this is the absolute worst that I've ever seen and how her daughter was just crushed. And it's like, why are we doing this? And I've seen other examples. Um, there was one, the teacher man on Instagram often posts different things by teachers and, you know, stuff like that and creates conversation. Um, and there was one paper where the child gave a certain answer, or he didn't answer any of the questions right, except for one. And the teacher was like, well, did you study for this at all? Is what they wrote on the paper. That kind of thing will break a child. Why do you think we have so many kids that dislike school? Well, school should be fun. Learning should be fun. It's where you are meeting most of your friends. It is 
a great time should be. But when you have teachers like that, they're like, did you even study? How does that empower a child? How does that help them? Because now they just feel even more defeated. As if they weren't going to feel defeated at all when they realized that they only got one right. This child tried. They attempted to answer every question. And that, for one, should be praised. Thank you for at least trying and not giving up. That shows a lot of strength and courage. Right? But because you didn't get any right, we have to talk about what's going on. And a lot of times, it could be that they didn't have power at home, that they were moving around. They're living in their car or a homeless shelter where there's a lot of noise and it's difficult to study. There are a lot of reasons why he might not have had a chance to study. Now, I understand this is not every kid, that some kids, they just choose not to study, right? But also having a conversation with the parents about the importance of doing the schoolwork and keeping up with that, um, but also figuring out what it is for the child where he's misunderstanding. And it could be that now we need to have an IEP in place. Um, for those who are unaware, that is an individualized education plan that is in schools for students that struggle, um, that can include a lot of different opportunities for them to learn in different ways and also protects them and their learning environment. So we have to be careful about how we respond to those kinds of things so that we're not breaking the spirit of these children. So as we get ready to end the episode, I want you to take a minute. Think about your childhood. When did you have a shift? Did you ever have a shift where once upon a time I was this way as a child Most likely for most people, it is much more carefree, outgoing, free-spirited. And maybe you are more in touch with your emotions. But then at some point in your life, you're like, nope, I have to shut this down. And you learn how to put that to the side and ultimately develop this whole other personality. Because I see that happen in a lot of adults and it really makes me sad. Um, And I've been trying to think of how I can really address this on the different platforms that Nosebakai is on. But that is a lot of what I see is that through the interactions with the adults around us, whether that's teachers, parents, grandparents, whoever, we are like, oh, that's a problem. Okay, well, now I have to shut this down. Adults really learn to always go by the book, always follow the rules, right? But as children, we learn, we naturally challenge rules. We naturally think of, well, why are things this way? That's why kids ask a lot of whys. (laughs) And as adults, we have learned to go without play. I will never understand why they take recess out of school so early, For what? And a lot of times, even in kindergarten classes, they're more focused on work and not playing. And so there's not a healthy transition into doing that. But those are activities. But I'm talking about the interactions that we have with adults and how it slowly like just peels away from the natural personality you were born with. 
I have created a workshop, Interactions, Positive Parenting and Educating, and it is for parents and educators of all levels, whether that be principals, youth workers, teachers of all grade levels, um, whether you work with youth at church or at a community center, whatever. I just really want to help adults understand how your interactions are impacting children so that they can begin to have more healthy minds um, and we can begin to foster that even more. So go to bit.ly slash interactions and you can find all the information about these workshops. You can sign up for the next one and this is going to be a quarterly thing um, is my plan. We will have a mixture of live ones and virtual ones and then maybe some hybrid ones as well depending on interest for each individual one and I just see this whole big vision for these workshops so definitely go to that link it will be in the description of this episode for easy access and sign up for the next workshop um if you have any questions just dm me on instagram at no you can also join my parenting facebook group parents raising mentally healthy children that might take on a name change soon just because notes by kaya is now adding in educators as well um but educators you are more than welcome to join that group now as well and i just I'm finally realizing that I've been in the school system as a school social worker for years for a reason. And now I finally get to bring all of it together um, because children really, their first foundation is home and school. And if that is messed up, then we are just really messing them up as individuals and we don't want that of course so thank you so much for listening please share this with someone give us a rating on whichever platform that you are listening on feel free to email me at podcast at notesbykaya.com if you have any questions or topics you would like for me to address on the show and of course you can always connect with me on instagram and facebook as well um So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye.